Economic news on SAFM. Facts and figures you can count on. And we're joined on the line now by Nadir Token of 274 Investment Managers. Let's start uh, with the Mondi earnings update that was issued yesterday. Yeah, Sakina, I mean, so if we look at the number, uh, overall in composite reporting an 8% increase in uh, profitability um, on a year-on-year basis for the third quarter. Um, you know, I think it's slightly below what the market was looking for, and we saw the reaction in the share price, where it was down quite, it was down quite drastically, you know, in excess of 7% in trade yesterday. Monday was down. Um, but if you look at the underlying factors, Sakina, um, it was basically like-for-like volume growth that was reported uh, relative to the same period last year. We see container board growth um, is really picking up as Central Europe and Eastern Europe moves into uh, ordering online and therefore increasing demand for that container board for those goods to be shipped and moved um, to be delivered from online delivery. So, so and, and, and as well, if you look at prices on an overall basis, um, you know, they managed to push through some, some price increases in the third quarter as a result of inflationary pressures, but that's also what increased um, their cost pressures. So, uh, you know, the, the, increased, uh, the, the, the increased prices as a result of inflation weren't offset by, um, the, or were more than offset, should I say, by the cost price increases uh, due to the inflationary pressures. So that's what resulted in the profitability coming in a little bit below what the market had expected. Um, and the share price sold off quite vociferously. I think, uh, Sakina, when you have a stock that has done as well as what Mondi has done so far this year, um, you know, you're talking about up sort of 40% year to date. Um, the market is going to look for a reason to take a breather, and uh, a slight miss on earnings, um, you know, would seem as, a good, as good a reason as anything else in order to do that. I think uh, the long-term trajectory for the business still remains very solid. Um, you know, they're operating in parts of the world which are, in, which are experiencing structurally improving economic growth outlooks, particularly in Europe, Central Europe, as well as Eastern Europe, uh, which accounts for about a third of their earnings. Um, they have a small division which operates out of the U.S., which is obviously on an improving trajectory, um, and they run by a world-class management team, which made the transition out of paper into packaging quite a while ago now, spotting a gap in the markets, um, and, you know, really benefiting on, on, on the back of that. So, all in all, Sakina, uh, maybe a slightly disappointing third quarter earnings updates, but the bottom line is that the fundamentals remain sound for the company, and top-line volume growth continues to be driven, um, which is something which is very scarce on the JSE these days. So, uh, you know, continue to hold some conviction in Monday, and the pullback may present a more attractive entry point and, and, and is really driven by how well it's done this year and, you know, some uh, investors taking profits after a slightly disappointing earnings update. Nadir, yesterday also uh, the uh, Federal Open Market Committee minutes were released. What stood out for you from that? Yeah, Sakina, I think, um, you know, the, the FOMC, the, 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 the FOMC continues to remain very divided, you know, with regards to uh, this, the trajectory for inflation and with regards to when would be appropriate to increase interest rates or, or how quickly should I say, not when. It seems that the consensus is that, um, you know, the next interest rate increase will be in December. Uh, but there's a lot of divide around how quick should those interest rates be and how much emphasis should be put on inflation because U.S. inflation has been somewhat 
quite disappointing, um, you know, for a, a very long period of time now. Um, you know, it remains below the Federal Reserve's forecast for the last five years. Inflation numbers have consistently been coming in below the Federal Reserve's forecast. So, Sakina, I think there's some structural issues that are affecting inflation. Um, you know, I think a number of the FOMC uh, members are saying that, listen, despite the fact that inflation is coming in so disappointing, we need to start getting interest rates to a normalized level because this seems to be the new normal in some sense uh, for inflation given the kind of reduction in cost pressures that we're seeing. You know, the advancements in technology has been drastic in terms of reducing inflation. So even though the economy is running ahead um, at, at, at quite a decent clip, um, you know, and, and the, the, the unemployment rate has certainly fallen quite a bit and we'll watch very closely for the U.S. earnings season coming up, uh, whether there'll be any wage inflation um, as a result of increasing wages to the workforce, um, you know, which will also stimulate further economic growth and uh, result in an uptick in inflation. But ultimately, the economy continues to grow at a decent clip and inflation is disappointing. So the Federal Reserve, the debate is now centered more around the pace of increases rather than when should we increase. I think it's consensus that the most appropriate time will be in December for another interest rate increase possibly of 25 basis points um, and you know the inflation debate is really going to frame how quickly they increase from that point but we expect further increases in 2018 even if inflation continues to disappoint on the downside as long as the economy continues to grow at a decent rate. Interesting one the next one Nadir S&P citing the Reserve Bank independence as a risk to South Africa's sovereign rating talk to us about that. Yeah, Sakina, look, they came out with a statement yesterday. Obviously, the official rating review only happens in November, um, but the statement that they released yesterday mentioned that, uh, you know, political interference in the Reserve Bank is, does pose a risk to South Africa's sovereign rating. Um, you know, in fact, they went on as far as to say that South Africa has many things which are broken in the economy. The monetary policy and the Reserve Bank is not one of them, so don't try and fix what's not broken. Um, you know, so I think uh, the, the, the High Court interdict... Um, you know, precludes any any um, affecting of the Reserve Bank mandate um, in the short term. So the SNP didn't cite it as a short term risk, but rather as rhetoric moving into the medium to long term, which could possibly pose a threat to the ratings. So, Sakina, you know, I think uh, we've mentioned this before on the show a lot of times that a lot of our ill doing at the moment is uh, as a result of our own actions. Um, you know, we have scored a couple of own goals over the course of the last two years or so, and uh, you know. Now, yes, the, the, the backdrop has been quite challenging for emerging markets with flows being quite volatile and before the, uh, before the start of last year, commodity prices being very depressed. But at the end of the day, um, you know, this own goal certainly doesn't help. Um, what SNP also mentioned in the statement is that ultimately the biggest risk to the, the, the sovereign rating outlook is the contingent liabilities of the state-owned entities and the continuous ca- capital injections which are made into the state-owned entities, uh, SNP wants to see those as positive in terms of turning them around and want to see governance changes being made at those SOEs subsequent to the capital injections, as well as them not affecting uh, the fiscal deficit too badly relative to GDP. Now, uh, you know, and the other, the other um, issues which they mentioned is that there's been quite a shortfall in tax revenue, which could affect the fiscal, the fiscal deficit, deficit, which ultimately could impact um, the ratings outlook. They remain on negative, South Africa remains on negative watch at SNP. 
Um, it will be interesting to see, however, how the new uh, foreign dispensation um, affects the outlook with regards to tax collections. We know that uh, SARS is expecting to collect something like a billion rand from the foreign dispensation, which hopefully will help in a weak tax revenue collection season, although we wonder how much, given that there's probably about a 27, 28 billion rand hole, which is going to be in the balance sheet of government after uh, Minister Gigaba uh, and, uh, tables the medium-term budget policy statements um, in Parliament on the 25th of October. So, Sakina, a number of fiscal risks coming through. Um, you know, I think uh, the one positive that they mentioned is that the current account deficit is narrowing, so the, fund, the requirement for funding in South Africa from financial inflows is becoming less, which is a positive. Um, so let's hope that we can continue to sustain that. But at the end of the day, uh, let's leave what's fixed, fixed, and let's not try and, and let's fix what's broken. And that's ultimately the message that SNP is giving. Well, let's leave it there for the time being. Thank you so much, Nadir Token.